Welcome to another episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. I have my guest host with me today, and that is, of course, Entropy's fearless leader, digital marketing genius, and my amazing husband, Justin Knott. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here again today. So, Justin, what we are talking about today, I love this topic because I feel like as we do these marketing campaigns, this is something not a lot of people talk about. So they talk about the things we need to do for marketing, but not a lot of the time about how we track our marketing campaigns. And that's today's episode is tracking our marketing campaigns. So let's jump right in and talk about why it is so important to track these marketing campaigns. Yeah. And it sounds kind of like a no brainer, but surprisingly, a lot of the times, whether if it's in a larger organization that's been doing advertising, marketing, that kind of stuff for a long time, it may have some of the tracking campaigns and or tracking things we're going to talk about today in place. They're usually not all the way there and they've got blind spots in their initiatives that they're either not tracking correctly, things aren't set up correctly, like their tag manager, those kind of things, or a lot of organizations that we run into just simply aren't tracking at all. They've got Google Analytics laid over their website in its most basic form and that's it. And there's nothing else. And so they really have no visibility. So I think the the biggest reasons are without that, you literally are marketing blind. You don't know your ROI. You don't know this which campaigns are the most successful. You don't know if you should increase or decrease spend on those campaigns. Oh, yes. Like it's just one of those things like like I mean if you tell somebody, well, you should be spending $10,000 a month in Google ads. was like, is that a great idea? Is that a terrible idea? How right. would you know? It's not an advertising. And I think there's, it's not about just spending it's money. It's not. And, and is it $1,000 It's right for you? Is it right. $100,000 It's right for you? And I think everyone listening today would say, I'd be fine with spending $100,000 a month on Google ads if I was making a million dollars a month right. off that spend. <laughs> right. It's like, it always is an ROI thing. And you can't get that without analytics. Right. And I think optimizing and testing you can't do that effectively if you're not getting the proper data sets by tracking things correctly. Well, and that's a big part with digital marketing, um, which is why we're obviously such fans of it. But a little different than traditional advertising or media is that digital marketing has so many unique ways you can test oh, yeah. and optimize campaigns and efforts. And I really try to talk about that with my content on LinkedIn is the ability to test and optimize is incredible. It's critical. And that's really what separates the good to great. Like sometimes right. I'll have conversations with potential clients and I'll hear that they were with somebody else or what they'd been doing is actually fairly on point. Like it's a similar process to what we would do. And I actually wouldn't change too much in that process. But oftentimes they're not doing enough with the data to get better and better and better. Because yeah. you want to be driving convert you want to be driving up conversions pushing down cost per conversion increasing your impression share you want to be lowering your cost per conversion all of these kind of things you can't do without data and you need to know that so you know when you're constantly testing and improving without those data sets you're not going to know what decisions need to be made and so it's really critical and then well I think- and a big part too is once you get that data um with marketing and new campaigns and implementing it, and once everything's set up and going, there's this big issue of, are you ready for these marketing campaigns? And how do we close that marketing loop as far as we have things up and going? Um, so what can you do with with tracking there? Yeah, and I think that's really what's the kind of the third prong of importance for tracking correctly and, and, and using your data 
is you can't close that loop like you're saying. You don't know w- what the customer journey really looks like. And can where you explain a little bit more for our listeners what we are talking about when we're talking about a marketing loop? Absolutely. So a lot of times people will just advertise. So they'll just essentially present an advertisement. People will click on it and they convert or they don't. And if they don't convert, that's just lost revenue. If they do convert, it's great. But again, not all of those people are going to walk through the door. Like if a hundred people convert on an ad that you're running, whether it's phone call or email in a perfect world, you're not going to get a hundred out of a hundred people to actually finish that and book an appointment. So people have, there's leakage in your loop and that's why you want to close it as best you can. So if somebody's not ready to have a uh, make a buying decision, they continue to get segmented content from you to ultimately get them to make a decision. Um, and you need data in order to be able to do that. Otherwise, you'll end up just throwing money at a wall and praying that it sticks. Yeah, and or you, losing those leads as Or well. losing the leads. And you're already paying for them. So you want to make sure you nurture them and you want to know the best ways to nurture them from segmentation and all of that. And all of that is really born out of good data be, by tracking things appropriately. Well, another important thing when it comes to tracking, and I know a lot of the listeners are going to be familiar with this one, is the website analytics. So what what tool can they, they use and what do you recommend for tracking your website analytics? So 99% of people, I mean, I would say it's probably 100% of people know Google <laughs> Analytics, but right. Google Analytics is still, I mean, it is one of our go-to tools. It's free and it's one of the most powerful tools. The thing that I want to really focus on today is how underutilized that it really is and the data that is held within there. If you get somebody good that can pull it out or structure it, there's so much valuable data that's in there. But oftentimes, whether it's an agency or the people, they build their website, they throw the UA tag on there for Google Analytics. So it starts pulling in visitor information. Can you tell what a UA tag is? It's just the, it's like a nine nine or 10 digit tag that creates a connection between your website and Google Analytics so it can pull that data in. So- they oftentimes, it's just kind of a set it and forget it thing. And then we'll even come in. It's like, you guys have Google Analytics on your website. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I don't even know where the login is. And so <laughs> it's true. No, it's really true. It happens. A lot. And I think there's a couple of main things without getting too granular today that you want to make sure that you're focusing on, whether you're receiving these reports from an, an agency or your marketing person, your in-house marketing manager, or you're handling it yourself that you don't want to forget about inside of Google Analytics that I think matter the most. And there's so many more powerful things that you can do. But from a high level, you want to monitor your your overall site traffic growth. That's one of the big things, whether it's month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year, you want to see growth. We're going to get into other things that Growth is not as important as conversions and value creation and those kind of things. Some people but we get, need to see that. Oh, we you want, but you want to see overall growth. But people do get tied up from I had three thousand site visitors this month. I want to see four thousand site visitors next month. It's like, but are they better site visitors? Are they yeah, on quality, track or is it spam? Yeah, like, so there's right. other things to consider. But overall, you still want to see growth through your marketing efforts overall as far as site traffic goes. But the other big things are source level. And information. So you can actually, inside of Google Analytics, see the sources that are driving traffic to you. You can see- I love that one, by yeah. the way, guys. We love doing that for client, clients and oh, even yeah, our absolutely. own business. It is so fun. You can see who is visiting your website and how and long where. and how many visits and from where. And yeah. from where, because you may, you may not realize that one of your specific provider profiles on your health grades drives a ton of traffic. Right. So you may want to spend more time getting more reviews there, optimizing their page further. You may notice that 
your anesthetics and you have a real self page, maybe real self driving is a lot of traffic for your website. So a lot of source information uh, to gleam there. And then I think one of the other biggest, biggest things is the underutilization of goals metrics inside okay. of Google Analytics. And there's a couple things you have to do to get that set up properly. You can use Tag Manager, but once you get, you wanna have clearly defined goals because that's in the reporting aspect one of the most important features of Google Analytics is you want to tie, again, goals, things that you want out of your website so your traffic. personal goals for website traffic. Personal goals through tracking. So say it's yeah. form submissions or it's clicks for a download for something that you have on your website or whatever, or it's a phone call. It's There's a ton right. of different things that you can do for goals, but it's really important to attribute value to those um, and make sure that you have those set up so you can follow the funnel of say somebody entering your website in a blog post and then they click on your your ebook download and then they go to the ebook download page, they download it and they make it to a thank you page. You can follow that path, track those goals, attribute metrics to it and value to it and you can help optimize the that funnel yeah. um, over time. And I think making sure that you have goals set up properly on your website for whatever matters the most to you and attributing proper value to it is really important um, when it comes to getting the most out of Google Analytics and the most out of your marketing. And I think one of the other ones that I like is kind of two sides is landing page. How are people entering your website? So what's driving the most traffic is in terms of pages on your website? Are they blog posts? Are they your homepage? Are they some service line pages? As well as where are they leaving? Where are you seeing substantial drop off oh, that's um, a great on your website? Track, yeah. And you can tell all of this through Google Analytics um, if you go to the right area. So I think Two of them is how are they entering? How are they entering? How long are they staying? Big one. And then what's making them leave? Oops. And and there could <laughs> always be things that you can identify in there that right. you could be able to do if you're seeing substantial drop off on certain pages to get them to stay longer. Maybe it's adding video on there. Maybe the content's not full enough so you're not answering the right questions. Um, the, all different kinds of things. So you want to take those into consideration too, I think, when you're looking at your Google Analytics. Okay, so how often do we need to be checking our Google Analytics? Is it every day? Is it every month? You know, tell well, our a, listeners how often we should be checking our analytics. Ideally, you want to do it every day, and I know that's not that's not reality. Uh, if you <laughs> we have, do it every day. <laughs> we do it. I do it every single day. Yeah, I yeah. check in because it's really important. Again, going back to making decisions for your business, seeing how new content that you're doing is performing. Um, what you need to further optimize, those kind of things. So ideally, you want to do it for the health of your website every day. Yeah. You, If you have a marketing department or an agency, they should be looking into those things constantly. Um, ideally, you definitely want to look at it every single month um, and pay attention, especially if you're getting those reports. But ideally, at least weekly, probably every day, um, and ultimately doing a high-level 30 to 45-minute run-through every month to find out the health of your website and what's working and what's not. Oh, good advice. I know a lot of people need to know that. So how do you track the SEO success? Yeah, so we've talked a lot on here and uh, if people have seen any of my videos and stuff, they know SEO is kind of- Yeah, we talk a lot of SEO. That's why of, I jumped into this question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> SEO is one of my loves, one of my favorite things because um, I just think it's so fun to see yeah. organically things grow. But- all too often, I think people are lost and they understand I need to rank higher for right. these keywords or I need to drive more organic traffic, but they're lost on how do you 
create something tangible as far as reporting and tracking with something so intangible like growing visibility and SEO. So there's several tools that are out there. There's, There's hundreds of tools now, but I think if we're staying in line with free and available and effective, okay. Google Search Console, just staying like Google Analytics, for, physicians, medical practices for people listening today, systems, yeah. Google Search Console, which I think a lot of people are very familiar with, uh, is one of the most powerful tools that is out there for SEO visibility. So it's really important that you claim um, and verify your website with Google Search Console because that's where you can submit your sitemap, which is kind of your list of all of your pages and how and how their hierarchical rankings are on your website. You yeah. want to always submit a sitemap because it's kind of like handing Google your business card. Like, hey, we're here and this is the exact structure. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. This is the exact structure. It takes some of the guessing out of it right. and will strengthen it. Google Search Console is great because it also will track things that may be broken on your site, like 404 errors, pages that aren't being indexed properly. So those things, so you can fix them. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think the thing that most people love the most is the performance level tracking. Is Google Google, uh, Search Console will track your organic search performance for all keywords that you rank in the top 100 search results for on your website. So if you have a page that ranks in the top 100 search results for any keyword, it's going to show up inside of that report. So you can go in there and you can slice and dice average position ranking, uh, number of impressions, which keywords, which pages. So you can correlate. I've been trying to rank for pain management clinic. And you can see exactly where you're ranking for that over a given period of time and which pages are ranking for it. So it's really, really powerful to get a baseline, to track your progress, all of those kind of things. And I think it leads into um, some other tools that are out there. There's some other great premium level tools like SEMrush, Hrefs, all of those that are even more robust. So if you're willing to uh, pay a couple extra dollars, you can get even more data. But I think Google Search Console will grow, will give you an enormous amount of search level information. What it won't do is allow you just to put those keywords that matter most based on your research in and let you just track that success long-term. So that's why I think it is important when we're talking about SEMrush, a lot of those other like premium level tools, they will allow you to do that. So you can take, take your top 50 keywords, yeah. put them in, and then even track them on a local level. Because do you really care what you rank for nationally for the search term pain management? <laughs> yeah, no, you want to know, again, if you're in Austin, Texas, what am I ranking for in the Austin area when people right. are searching for that? Because that's, again, going back to the episode that we did on localized search, that's really, really critical. So I think Google Search Console is a great place to start, great place to track high level. And then once you do find those kind of top keywords that matter most, make sure you're using a tool that can track kind of your success of growing the visibility and your search position ranking for each one of those. Well, speaking of keywords, how do you know what keywords to track in these programs and which really have the greatest impact? Yeah, so that's kind of what what I was talking about a little bit before. But the biggest thing is figuring out kind of twofold your wish list of where you'd like to ultimately go as (laughs) far as what you'd like to, yeah, what you would like to improve. So say you're saying like we have a new service that we're doing or I just don't have any patience for X, Y, and Z. Um, Especially if you're in a subspecialty too, that's really... Exactly. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really figuring out what matters to you most and then using tools like Google Keyword Planner, even good old Google Search, those kind of things to figure out 
of that subset of keywords, what is getting the most search volume? So doing some planning, some long-term planning that says this service, again, like pain management, uh, I want to rank for. So going in and doing some research on each one of those and then using something like an Excel spreadsheet to kind of um, prioritize what is the most important to you. As far and then, as planning. As far as planning. And once you have those, you can get those into a good tracking tool. Yeah. So what? how do you track them? So yeah, th- those those are where it come where a tracking tool really comes into okay. play, like I talked about. And there's yeah. tons of them out there. If you do like keyword tracking software or anything, there's going to range from free all the way up to hundreds or thousands of dollars a month. So there's so many different tools that are out there that you can leverage that make your life a whole lot easier when it comes to visualizing the success of your program. And the other thing is going back to Google Analytics. That's one of my favorite, favorite things. And we do this a lot with our clients. And I think it's such a cool thing is setting up, it's really high level, but it's incredibly valuable, is setting up organic keyword tracking reports inside of Google Analytics. Because what it allows you to do is literally see not only which keywords are driving the most traffic organically, but which ones are converting and where they're converting on your website. Because I think all too often people get tied up into ranking for a keyword that has a ton of search visibility without being able to equate, equate that to conversions. And all and oftentimes, it is not the keyword that has the highest search volume right. that gets talking, the most conversions and the most value for your practice. We talk a lot about that in the agency. Yep. Um, sometimes people get blinded by the fact that they want these top keywords, they think. But Justin was talking with our team a little bit more about some of the easy wins you can have with some of these other Exactly. Keywords. So organic keyword conversion tracking goals inside of Google Analytics is a little tip uh, to get, if you can get that set up, you're going to, I think, really be surprised at which keywords are converting the best for you that are driving traffic to your website, which is a super valuable piece of information. Absolutely. So we've talked keywords, but a huge thing that practices and physicians and hospital programs are doing is the digital advertising. So what are we tracking? How do we get clarity on the spend? Um, So what is the best way to track these efforts with digital advertising? Yeah, absolutely. So those dashboards are your best friend. So if you're doing Google ads, yeah. they're Google ad, the Google ads dashboard. And again, you can pull in a lot of that information into Google Analytics too. So it just kind of houses everything under one roof, which makes it a little bit easier to dissect. But that, if you're doing social, using the Facebook advertising analytics area on the back end, um, same goes with all of the other ads platforms like LinkedIn and stuff. So starting there, I think is the easiest thing to do and making sure, again, going back that all of your tracking is set up properly um, oh, from the from, oh my gosh, yeah, we've from right had, out of the gate. We have had some messes that we've walked into as an agency where someone left their previous agency or had yeah. someone maybe even internally or they not weren't quite doing, qualified. They, they weren't tracking calls yeah, or the forms were never any, set up. So, and the thing is, is Google AdWords, for instance, is algorithmic. So it actually has machine learning capabilities. So it gets smarter and gets better optimized and your ads perform better the the better that they have data. So if you're not tracking your conversions properly, it's never going to be able to do the self-optimization that it can do. And so the more information that you're pulling in accurately, the better your ads can perform over the long term. So it's really important. I think the other thing is that has cool. missed out so much is call tracking. Is call tracking is so 
So very important. I love call tracking. You, guys, you actually is, just did something on call tracking. Yeah, didn't I did. You? So on LinkedIn, I talked a lot about call tracking and the importance not only for your website, for your advertising, any of your digital strategies. Um, even as a physician liaison, call tracking can be huge. Oh yeah. And tracking efforts and materials. And it's it's surprising to me. It's probably the most common thing that's not tracked. And I mean, it can be half, it could be more, depending on what type of practice or what type of ads that you're running, of your lead conversion data could be coming from calls. And not tracking that, you lose all of that data. And oh, that breaks my heart. Yeah, and it breaks my heart. So, and honestly, it you could be crushing it with your ads, but because you're missing out on, say, 50% of your data by not tracking calls, it could make it look like your ads aren't performing well. Right. And so then you could make a bad rash decision over something. Oh, yeah. You yeah, can so change something up. Exactly. So it not only you won't have that clarity, but good tracking tools, call tracking tools too, will allow you to record um, potential sales calls as you're rolling things out and you're trying to improve your sales staff or your front office staff, in this case, with new patients calling in for your ads. You can work with them on improving that, what that narrative should look like. So all of that kind of stuff, you can get really granular with your offline things. Say you're doing billboards or like you mentioned, brochures with physician liaisons. Yeah, you guys, I'm going to do a whole podcast on that or all another that video kind of on stuff. LinkedIn. So, yeah. but... so make sure you have dynamic call tracking. And then the last one is your tag manager. I won't get too far into it, but your tag manager is kind of what allows you to connect all of the dots inside of the Google suite of analytics. So yeah. you're... Google Data Studio, your Google Analytics, your Google Search Console, your Google Ads is getting all of the those things tracked for event clicks. So such as like downloading something or submitting a form, yeah. all of that kind of stuff is done through Google Tag Manager. So making sure that you're leveraging that, it makes things a whole lot easier than trying to go through and manually code all of it or insert code into the head of the site is leveraging the Google Tag Manager for sure. So the tracking when it comes to digital advertising needs to be your Google Ads dashboard, guys, and you have to track those calls. And of course, don't forget your Tag Manager. But what do you recommend? Okay, so we have these incredible marketing yeah. campaigns going. We talked about the marketing loop before. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about driving leads. Okay, this is all very exciting, and we've seen this with clients and some physicians, but what happens now? Okay, so how are they going to track all these leads and touch points of the patients interested with these marketing campaigns. Absolutely. And that What's goes back to the best way to do The this? best way to close the loop, gain visibility across the patient journey um, is with a CRM. I think it's very important that practices have some level of CRM and they can range. And it helps automate the process as well. And 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 I think it also helps the team effort as physicians they are managing oh, these practices and the business part of it isn't necessarily their favorite part of it. Absolutely. So this way, everyone's communicating on the same page with different roles and you can see it. So Agreed. talk a little bit more and about that. A CRM, to back up a little bit, is a customer relationship management software. So people have probably heard of Salesforce or HubSpot, um, those kind of things. Those are CRM. So it's essentially like a contact yeah. management, but it's a lot more robust than that because it generally has email automation components. Um, reminders. Yeah, reminders. Database. Um, you can see exactly you can track all of the all the notes on potential people where they've come from all of that so and a lot of emrs are getting more advanced to include definitely, those crm components which are. which i will say is nice because you already have your data there anyways right. so instead of having to have a crm and an emr and they don't integrate well together so you're missing that connection between the two emrs are definitely getting smarter with that to make them more robust and honestly cut out the crm a little bit um <laughs> in the long run so i think we're going to see that come a long way but for now i don't think they're all the way there yet so it's really important to have a crm because it'll allow you to see 
where your leads are touching at all facets. So they may have clicked on right. a lead, they may have clicked on an advertisement, filled out a form, maybe they weren't ready to convert. So they got put into a segmented level of email automation based on what they're interested in. But then they went and they visited your so, one of your social media pages that drove them back to the website. And so you can see that source traffic. Yeah. So you can Justin's see- And Justin's talking about staying in front of them. And yeah, then and being strategic yep. about it. Like he talked about segmenting them in different email campaigns. That is something we talk a lot about and I've done yep. a lot of material on that is- it, you can be really strategic with leads. Sometimes leads are just informational and they're just not ready to make the decision yet, but you can stay in front of them in a lot of different ways. And a CRM is a great way to track those Absolutely. efforts, work and communicate with your team, set reminders. Well, and it allows you to know, it, it really can become your source of truth. So it knows, because <laughs> yeah. say an ad, AdWords initially brought them in, but retargeting is what finally closed the deal and got them to book an appointment. Boom. You would think it was maybe <laughs> ads originally, or you would just attribute it to the Facebook retargeting campaign that you're doing because they came from a Google ads, clicked, came to the website, and then you retargeted them with Facebook ads and Facebook ads got them to convert. But you would lose the first part of that journey because they would have never gotten there to be retargeted if it wasn't for Google ads to begin with. So you would lose that connecting the dots of, well, Ultimately, retargeting may be converting more people, but they're not going to get there to retarget without the Google ads to begin with. So you want to be able to see the customer all the way through that journey and then make sure that you can follow them once it gets into the EMR over the lifetime value of that patient. Because yeah, it's not going to be the first visit. If you're a pain management clinic, they may well, come back in 12 more times. Too, and and exactly. you've got to be in front of these new patient leads that you drove in. And this is all about tracking. That's yep. what we're talking about on this podcast. And that's a great way to kind of round things up when it comes to internal working with the team and strategic approaches for following up during these campaigns and, and again, tracking those efforts. But Justin, tell our listeners your final thoughts on tracking. Yeah. So again, I can't, can't reiterate it more. Tracking is so critical for uh, every component of your marketing, not just for advertising, for your SEO success. And it just helps you make educated decisions for content planning, all of that kind of stuff. So you know where to invest your dollars the best and what's driving the most patience. Uh, kind of a final thought that we didn't address when I talked about social retargeting and everything that I think a lot of people don't do. If you're not doing, say, Facebook advertising or LinkedIn advertising here today, I still think it's very important to go ahead and get those pixels, which is the kind of the tracking code on your website because you never know what the future holds. And you'll be and really- why would why would they want to do that, Justin? Because there's nothing more disappointing when, say, they finally, like a client finally does hire us and we go on and their website is 15 years old and they've never had the Facebook pixel laid over it. So it's missing 15 years worth of, worth of audience tracking data that we could have, even if it had just been there and been tracking the information, then we can go in and start slicing and dicing it up a thousand different ways to create ads. But if you don't have it, all we can do is put it here today and it starts collecting. So it kind of elongates the process because you have to kind of test with no oh, yeah. prior I mean, you, It could take months for that Facebook right. pixel to build up a large enough audience to be able to leverage. And so then we're kind of, we can't use any of that material yeah. at all to so build lookalike audiences off, all of that kind of stuff. So it's a very easy thing to do. And like I said, you may not use it for another year, but I just think it's always really important in your checklist. Like we literally have it in our checklist, even if we're not doing advertising after we launch a website for a client, part of our website launch checklist is including the Facebook pixel on their website. And I know the agency down the road or when they get a marketing manager, whoever it is down the road that does finally start using that is like, 
Thank you, God, that they did this. <laughs> so it's like that's really important. All right, guys, make sure you do that. It definitely is important, and it can help you kind of boost your efforts right out of the gate. And that is something you definitely And any sure. good marketer will thank you. So when it comes to tracking your marketing campaigns, make sure you guys have these systems and processes in place. There's a lot you can do with tracking, not only to help refine the process, scale the process, but help you gather the data that you need. And you can track SEO, you can cr track digital advertising, you can tra track website analytics and traffic, you can track calls, you guys, Track it all. That's you can track our, across all of your listings, all that kind of stuff. Just, yeah. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be too strenuous. These are this is information you want to know from your patients. Yep. And so, we like we do for our clients, I think leveraging dashboards make it a lot easier to get an overarching visual of all of your marketing efforts. And so I think leveraging dashboards, like all of our clients, for instance, they get um, access to dashboards so they can go in and get the high level picture they want without having to log into Google Analytics, Search Console, like these eight different areas, they can see it all in one place. And it makes it a lot easier to make decisions, see where you're at, all those kind of things. So that's why we do it, because I think it it creates a lot of transparency for our clients, but also yeah, just like makes it so much it easier easy. to visualize it, understand it, make decisions, Which all is that a big kind part of, of why people oh, yeah. don't do tracking because sure. it's just too many places and to go. And then you're trying to connect the dots. Right. You saw stuff in Google Search Console, but maybe it's like, then you try to go look at Google Analytics yeah. and you're like, how in the world do these two things connect? That's a great and point, all yeah. That so that's stuff. something yeah. we think is really, really important for our clients is when it comes to tracking, we make it as easy as possible. Yep. And you guys, don't forget to connect with Justin. He is on LinkedIn and Twitter. Let's connect. His name is Justin not. And of course, check out our healthcare marketing agency, Entropy, and that is Entropy Healthcare Marketing at entropy.com. I-N-T-R-E-P-Y.com. And it is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You guys, we are all over the place looking to connect with you. So thank you all again. And thank you, Justin, for joining us today. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks, check out my website, kellynot.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, my online physician liaison training course, Physician Liaison University. And as always, I'm a huge believer in connecting, engaging, and supporting one another. And the best way to, we can do that is networking. And I always, always connect with you guys on social media. And one of my biggest social media platforms is LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me there on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter at Kelly Knott. And thank you guys again for listening to the Patient Convert Podcast with your host, Kelly Knott.